It's All Things 805. I'm your host, Miss Allenette. We are connecting community, culture, and climate of Ventura County and beyond. And remember, this show is part of the Allen Network and is featured on my podcast. So if you hear something that you want to refer back to, or if you'd like to share one of the interviews that you hear, listen to the show as a podcast. It's available on Spotify. Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts and other streaming platforms. If you search Allen Network, A-L-Y-N-E-T-T-E, work, all one word, on anchor.fm, it will show you all the different platforms that the Allen Network podcast is available on. So today on All Things 805, first I'm talking to the founder and president of GI Security, Dan Perez. Now he has a very interesting story. He was in the military and once he got out of the military, he joined the police force right away, left the police force after 20 years and started a security company. And now that security company takes care of security at cannabis dispensaries. Those are his clients. He also has a license to throw cannabis events. And you might be familiar with the cannabis event that went on last year in December in Port Wyneme Beach. And he's on the show today to talk more about why he got into the cannabis industry when he was previously in law enforcement. So it's a very interesting story. Yeah, I would like you to hear the story behind the festival and to understand just a little bit more about the things that are coming to Ventura County as far as cannabis is concerned, because it's coming. It's here and it's just going to get bigger and bigger. Also on the show today is a friend of mine, Mike Bless. He's featured in the All Things 805 Artist Spotlight. Um, he's been on the show before and actually he's Stop by the studio to drop off a t-shirt for me that I purchased from him. Some merch that was featured along with his new album dropping, which is entitled Till the End. His album is here and he felt like he should deliver that t-shirt to me directly. So he came into studio and I caught him and I was like, hey, let's do an interview. Keep it right here to All Things 805. My interview with Mike Bless is on the way. He's featured in the All Things 805 Artist Spotlight. And of course, I will have new music from him and the All Things 805 Community Calendar of Events. There's a few things that are going on in Ventura County and beyond. So keep it right here. I appreciate you listening and let's get into it right now. Up next is my interview with Dan Perez, founder and president of GI Security Company. It's All Things 805, part of the Yala Network. On the phone lines with me right now, um, he is the founder and president of GI Security, um, Dan Perez. Hello, how are you doing? Good, thank you. Well, um, I always start off my interviews asking the guests to share a little bit about themselves so the listeners of All Things 805 can know more about them from their point of view. So what do you want the listeners to know about you, Dan? Um, you just a little bit of my background. Yeah. Um, so... Um, uh, after high school, I went into the military, and after the military came out, I heard that Los Angeles Police Department was hiring, and they were giving uh, uh, military you get extra points. Mm. Uh, so I went and applied for a Los Angeles Police Department, 
I got accepted, went to the academy. I spent 20 years working for Los Angeles Police Department. Most of my time worked as a detective, homicide, robberies, abuse, child unit, domestic violence, burglaries. And then when I retired from the police department, uh, I went and got me the private patrol operator's date license, which allowed me to solicit business for armed and unarmed guards for different types of businesses. So I was doing that. Uh, I made a lot of business contacts through the city of Los Angeles. And so I started providing some of those accounts, uh, warehouses, shopping plazas with guard services. Uh, one particular day, I, was, I, w- I received a phone call from a gentleman, Adam Beerman and Andrew Mullen if I would provide security for their cannabis shop. And at first I I declined it uh, because I told them I I was a retired police detective. And that was the reason they said they were reaching out for me because they heard that I was a retired detective and they felt that I'd be an excellent candidate to provide security for their location, uh, to provide security for their staff and for the customers. So I met these two gentlemen. They seemed nice. I liked the staff. And uh, I went ahead and took on the account. And to them, uh, I continued to grow uh, in the cannabis industry, and now we have about 50 accounts from San Diego through LA, Orange County, up to Port Wanini. And uh, we have about 160 guards employed from the cannabis industry. And uh, I've become a big advocate for the cannabis industry because of, I do not use cannabis. Uh, I don't even drink alcohol either. But I, um, I believe job creation is very important. Going back to my police years, I know that if you do not give a grown adult a job, the likelihood of them doing the wrong, the wrong thing is great. So that's why I've become an advocate for the industry. Uh, it's here to stay. It's not going anywhere and it's just growing. And uh, it's not just for the guard services like ourselves, but also too for the people working behind the counters, the people that make the plastic containers, the people making envelopes, everyone is benefiting from the industry. That's my understanding. I saw uh, last year in Los Angeles, and uh, last year they generated just under $80 million on tax revenue, Mm -hmm. and that was just the city of Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have accounts in the city of Santa Ana also, and I know that the city has generated good tax revenue, and they actually were able to hire, I I believe, uh, five or six additional police officers because of that additional income. And also the city of Puerto Unini, I had heard that before they brought cannabis into the city, they were in the red. Mm -hmm. And I hear now they're positive. Yeah, well, from Um, my interview that I did with uh, Chief Salinas, they bring in about five million a month from cannabis. So, yeah, they're doing they're doing all right. On the phone lines with uh, Dan Perez, he is the founder of GI Security. And so you said that you were in the police force for you said 20 years. Yes. So what made you leave the police force? Well, I went um, right from high school, went into the military at, at 17. Mm-hmm. I graduated early. I decided to go into to the military. I, I grew up in a the city of Omani and then also the city of Norwalk. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, they were not really good neighborhoods to grow up in. Some of my friends were getting in trouble, actually ended up in jail, and actually a few uh, passed away. And, and so I figured I, I joined the, the military mm-hmm. and get out of the neighborhood. Um, and it was good because I learned some discipline, uh, how to follow orders, uh, chain of command, things such as that. And then when I came out, uh, again, uh, I came out at, not yet, but almost 21, wasn't sure what to do. Again, someone suggested Los Angeles Police Department. And so I went, actually just as a joke, and I uh, went through the testing procedures. And the next thing I know, they, they, they told me I could start the academy at that time. It was six months. Mm-hmm. So I went into the academy. Uh, I turned 21 through the academy. So I worked uh, patrol for about seven years. And the remainder of my time was, was a detective, which I enjoyed working as a detective. I really didn't care for patrol. Well, when I went on, I, um, 
that time you only had to do 20 years and mm-hmm. and you could retire with the with the pension oh. so i decided uh i wanted to try my own business because mm-hmm. i've always went from military from the police department always following people's instructions and always under someone so uh, i decided to retire with my pension and and i, I started the uh, security guard company because i wanted to try my own business so and, when you left and you had your fat pension <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> but you you know you got your your pension and stuff you were like okay it's time to move on and then you started your security company was there a process as far as um you know did you have to go to school for that was there a process to actually open the company or since you were already trained with with handguns or guns or so uh the state requirement to get a private patrol operator's license mm-hmm. uh you have to have so many hours of experience mm-hmm. uh and years of experience in security right. or police experience mm-hmm. i had the police experience so that's the first thing you need and you send in your application. They review your, your, your background to see if you first you qualify with either mm-hmm. uh, security experience or police experience. And then, then they, they'll set you an appointment for an uh, actual state exam in that field. Mm-hmm. So I went and took the state exam, passed the state exam, and then uh, I was issued my license. So when you started your company, was it just you servicing the oh, community yes. as far as security? Then did you eventually hire other people to work for you or other young men working for you? Yes. Um, when I first started, I, I was working uh, sometimes and never went home because uh, <laughs> I, I started with one warehouse. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it was a friend that I met while I was, I was a police detective. So uh, I got that account. So uh, it was during the day. Uh, it was long hours, 12, 14 hours a day, seven days a week. So I, I, that's where I started. And then I finally earned uh, enough income or where I felt I was okay to hire someone else. So I had uh, someone else with me. Uh, I picked up a few more accounts and I slowly started hiring more, picking up more accounts, working less uh, of myself at the account. So that way I was free to go and knock on doors and pick up new accounts. Mm. The first couple of years, I, I was never at home. I was mm-hmm. always at a job location, right. uh, and, and I still do that now. So what I've done is I've grown. I have assigned supervisors for, for different areas like San Diego, and then I have one for Orange County, one for Ventura County. Mm-hmm. And you said uh, men, but we also have females. Oh, yes. gun-toting females as well? Uh, yes, absolutely. All right. Um, so I'm, I'm also certified by the state where... Like, for example, for yourself, you come to me, I can give you the 40 hours of power arrest class. Mm-hmm. I'll teach you what state requires that you must know. After the 40 hours, I'll sign off a certificate after you pass an exam, and then I'll sign it off. We submit it to the state, and then they give you your guard permit, mm-hmm. which is unarmed only, though. And then after that, uh, then after that, we take you. They give you another class for arms, and then uh, part of the class is also going to the range and shooting. And then you submit your paperwork and get fingerprinted again, and the state will check your background. And um, if they approve your background, then you can uh, get a gun permit. Mm. Some of the guys and the girls we have now, they'll actually refer like a friend or relative mm. with, with nothing. And then, and then we'll you know, help them get the guard card and get gun permit. And I like helping people like that because, you know, it's good good to help someone that came to you with nothing. Yeah. And now I'm able to provide them with the guard card and then a gun permit. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the gun permits, they pay more. Well, I, I, I know you personally. And um, one of the stories that you shared with me that raised an eyebrow for me was that you said, I have this security company and I'm able to put armed guards in dispensaries where it's a cool vibe and it's not just them working at Marshall's or in front of a 
Ralph's or something. It's like right. a cool atmosphere to be in. For example, another one are, are some of the banks. Some of the banks will hire an armed guard. Mm -hmm. But I've actually had some guards from some of the banks come to us. We're paying less because we can't pay a match to the big banks with their pain. Mm -hmm. But they'll, they'll stay with us only because they, they just like the environment better at, at a uh, dispensary. And actually myself, I, I was really shocked at when it, you know getting more involved in the industry and seeing the type of clients or customers that go to the dispensaries. They're, they're really friendly people. And, and there's people that I would never guess that they consume cannabis. Mm. You know, it kind of makes me uh, feel good to help pioneering this industry, which is still new, mm -hmm. versus alcohol. Um, when I worked as a detective, again, I worked in homicide, robbery, sex violence. I would say about 70, if not 80% of those cases were alcohol-related. Mm. And yet, not one was someone consumed too much cannabis. Mm. I did work narcotics for a while, mm -hmm. and I would arrest people for selling or possession mm -hmm. of cannabis, but never for under the influence. And that's another reason I, I don't drink alcohol either, because I, I would see what happens when, when people act foolish when they're under the influence of alcohol. Mm -hmm. And and uh, it's really discouraging me to want to drink. On the phone yeah, lines so. with Dan Perez, he is the founder and president of GI Security. And so you spent some time in narcotics. So yes. you and then you also mentioned that when someone approached you to work in the cannabis industry and provide security for dispensaries, you were somewhat hesitant. So what do you think changed your mind? When when I was uh, on the police when I did work narcotics, and my team there was three other individuals and one sergeant, and we would actually uh, go in, in shorts and tank tops and go down to Venice Beach, uh, the boardwalk in Venice, and, and try to buy um, cannabis or raw cocaine. Raw uh, cocaine was real big at that time, mm. um, so we we go down there actually we'd rent bikes and just ride our bikes up and down the, the boardwalk just trying to make a purchase. And when we got a purchase. Um, we would um, take them into custody and, and then take them to the station and write a report and, and, and arrest them. Mm -hmm. So then I left and then I, I went to the abuse child unit. And I worked at the abuse child unit. We investigate cases where the parent or legal guardian they either killed, sexually abused, or physically abused their kids. Mm -hmm. And so I worked that unit for eight years. Actually, I did the uh, first search warrant on Michael Jackson in 91. So that was my longest assignment. Also, too, the, the city, when I was getting, had about 17 years of job, the city said, hey, do you want to do an oral interview for applicants that are interested in coming onto our department? So I said, sure. So they actually sent me for two weeks of training how to do these interviews. But what they had told us, they said, if, if they consume cannabis, then that's not a disqualification. But heroin, coke, and other hard drugs like that, it, yes, to qualify them. So I thought then, but then also getting back to when I first went on the apartment, if we found a seed, you went, it was a misdemeanor, and you were booked, and you went to jail when mm -hmm. I first went on the job. But as time went on, I started seeing that they started releasing, and before I left, it, we called it a frick ticket, where all you do is if it was less than one ounce, we just gave you a ticket, and then you promised to appear in court, and we let you go. Mm -hmm. So I saw I saw the the change uh, through the department, mm -hmm. and not just our department because that was state law. The state was was starting to to really relax on cannabis, mm -hmm. and then also too I I did start to think I understood why there were uh, what was called selling uh, selling out there um, because too I worked most of the time on the patrol South Los Angeles and Central Los Angeles, and it was really hard to to tell a kid in high school, 15, 16 year old, most of the time it was a boy. 
to stay in school and study, go get a job at McDonald's and get minimum wages. But his buddy was out there swinging on Friday, Saturday night, making what the guy makes uh, at McDonald's in a whole month in two days. So it was really kind of, you know, difficult to encourage guys to do that. You know, stay out of trouble, stay in school, study, and go work at McDonald's. But yet his buddy just worked two days to swinging out there, and he's making a killing. And, and he's got nice clothes. And he's got a car. And, and here's this other guy. He has to ride the bus to McDonald's. So, <laughs> so I understood, you know, the temptation of because I grew up in a bad neighborhood too. And, and why it, it, it's hard to convince someone that do the opposite. No, no, no. You don't want that. You don't want uh, all the girls, a nice ride, all the, all the bling bling, <laughs> nice clothes. No, you don't want that. Go to school and work at McDonald's. Mm. <laughs> so going back to the, the initial question of the cannabis, is, is I saw the change coming. I knew eventually it was going to become legal. Mm-hmm. And, and I was hoping it would become legal. And, and another thing, too, that always bothered me, everyone that was getting arrested was always focused on, on South L.A. and Central L.A. for narcotics. Mm-hmm. And um, there's always a, a lot of overtime to work narcotics in those areas. Mm-hmm. But we were always avoiding West L.A. and other parts of L.A. And, and <laughs> I always think, well, that's not right. You know, we're, oh. we're kicking doors in down here. West LA, they're in the clubs and everything, and they're doing it. Well, you know, just, you're targeting marginalized people, people that are black and brown, basically. Right, exactly. Right. And as I said, it was a little, um, it was unfair because I would try to tell these the the youth that you're doing the wrong thing. You know, you should be going to school, and and then and then that's when they would bring up the their buddies. Mm-hmm. Yo, my buddy's got a car. He doesn't even have a license. He, he's already driving a BMW. Like <laughs> <said>, what? <laughs> and he, <laughs> yeah, so you keep riding the bus and go to McDonald's. But again, that, that's that's why now I an advocate for for the industry because I, I feel um, it should be where where these neighborhoods they should be given the first opportunity to take advantage of this this industry. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think you should go back to them first. And plus, they're the ones that took all the risk. Right. They're the ones that got their doors kicked in. They're the ones that went to jail. Someone even died for for cannabis uh, from other. Uh, gangs trying to control the areas of mm-hmm. the sales or also too from police, uh, you know, trying to get away from the police or, or um, uh, I, I just feel that they, they should be given the first opportunity because they're the ones that took all the risk from this industry. Mm-hmm. And what I don't like is, is, is people with money coming in now that it's legal and they're going to benefit off the backs of all those risk takers. One time I got a big disagreement with one of the owners and, and I asked them, I said, have, have you ever had the police kick your door in, get your wife and your kids, put you all in the living room, handcuff you and your wife in front of your kids, and tell everyone to sit there and shut up and not move, and why the police just tear up your rooms, tear up your house? And of course, he says, no. And I go, well, these guys have. Right. Just in case you got the money now, you feel you have the right to, to benefit in this industry. And they're the ones that went through all this stuff. It's, it's a little unfair. You, with this idea of being equitable in cannabis... Um, applied for your license to throw cannabis events. Yes. So tell me a little bit about that and your company, Darvida. So it was one of my accounts uh, that had told me about this license, and they asked me if I, if I had heard about the, the state cannabis event license. And I said, oh, what is that? And they said, well, um, it's a license that allows you to have 
cannabis event anywhere in the state of California up to four days consecutive. So when I heard about it, I applied for it and I, I was actually uh, number two or number three that got the license. And so what it is, though, the state says, well, here's the state license. You could, you could have it spent anywhere in the state. But the thing is, you need only one other thing. And that's a letter of approval from the local jurisdiction. I mean, the, the, the mayor and city council have to uh, approve it and give you the letter. And that's the toughest part. I've been to many cities. They throw me out, uh, chase me out. And, and they think the events are going to bring gangsters and, and enter the community, but it, it, it's further from, from the truth. The concept I have is, is community, and I try to get community vendors involved, uh, merchants, maybe food trucks. Uh, the event that we're having is coming up. We actually got nonprofits involved. We're going to have hiring agencies that hire just within this industry. Um, and, of course, we're going to have consumption tents where you can purchase and consume. And, again, I, I do not consume myself, but what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to bring this culture to the community so that they could see that just like I had thought in the very beginning, there's a lot of people that, that consume or in the industry, they're good people and they want to be part of the community. They want to help the community. But that's one of the things I want to do with our particular types of events. I want to introduce the culture to the community and show that it's not the type of event that you're thinking. So you, for some time, were up against um, the city council and mayor of Port Wyneme for, what was it, three years yeah, actually, now I think it's about like four years. And it's not, not just City of Port Onimi, all many cities. I have, there's about a dozen of them that I've gone to them so many times that they already know me by, by name or by face. And when I walk to the city council, someone just put their heads down like, thinking, oh, no, not him again. And all this, I, I just try to convince them, you know, that let me show you, let me uh, let me get your community involved in this, just like this last one in December. Well, yeah, you um, got your opportunity in the city of Port Wyneme for the very first Flower Fest, which was last December. And actually, we had the, the mayor showed up and the council member showed up, and they both told me they were, they were impressed. Mm-hmm. And they just kept telling me that they were really impressed, that how everyone was, was cooperative, everyone looked like they're having a good time, they're enjoying the food, they're buying uh, merchandise from our merchant vendors. They're in the consumption tent, but everyone is getting along, cordial. So yeah, I, I was happy that that, that they saw that. Uh, in, in the consumption tents, I also have uh, air filters going. So if you had some of the event, you would not smell no odor of cannabis. And, and that was one of the big concerns that the city had was, was the cannabis odor, and you cannot smell it. But I remember as, as I was walking around, and, and again, I, I don't use cannabis, so I would just you know, walk past the, the display counters and whatever people were selling because it was no interest to me. So I was walking by and I was uh, walking towards one of the filters. But one thing that caught my eye was, and I stopped and I looked at this, this group sitting around this table, all smoking, laughing and talking. I don't know what they're saying. Or I couldn't hear what they're laughing about. But it was an old time, what we used to call veterano cholo. He was all tattooed down on his neck, all over, tattooed side of his face. But And he was an older guy. He was, uh, I don't know, maybe his late 40. And then next to him was this white lady that looked like a mother. And then next to her was uh, this white guy that looked like a, like a surfer guy. And then there was there was an Asian girl sitting there also. They were all sitting around the table, smoking, laughing, and talking. Would made me look at them for a minute, that group, I said, holy cow, where would you ever see something? like that you know people from uh, all um, walks of life different different ages different um, right yeah hanging yeah. out together and just having a good time yeah and, and it actually kind of made me feel good because i said hey i know it's not me but you were there also we you know we was a group of us a team but i, I really need to feel good that i said wow we made this happen mm-hmm. where else would anyone see something like this we did it we, we made 
this happen? If that mom was walking down the street and she saw that that homie OG gangster walking towards her, I, I know she'd probably cross the street, get away from him. Mm. But yeah, here they were right here sitting laughing. Um, I said, wow. Well, there you go, um, Dan Perez, saving all of humanity. <laughs> <laughs> One flower fest at a time on the phone lines with Dan Perez, um, head wow. of GI security and... <laughs> He will be bringing the next Flower Fest to the city of Port Wainimi, who has now approved several festivals for cannabis consumption in um, Port Wainimi Beach. Um, So, Dan, tell us about the next Flower Fest. The next one is uh, April 30th and May 1st. Saturday is going to be from noon to 9 p.m. And Sunday is going to be from noon to 7 p.m. Come on out. There'll be lots of fun and entertainment. And you can meet Dan because he'll be out there uh, patrolling. (laughs) (laughs) Call him Superman Dan out there handling business and stuff. So if you need more information about Flower Fest, you can follow us at FlowerFest underscore Cali on Instagram. And then we'll see see you out there. Thank you so much, Dan. I appreciate you sharing your stories and, and, and giving us your time on all things 805. Thank you for having me on. All right. Have a good one. Bye. You too. Bye. And still on the way on All Things 805 is the community calendar of events. And Mike Bless is featured in the All Things 805 Artist Spotlight. Don't you go nowhere. Keep it right here to All Things 805. all things 805 connecting community culture and climate of ventura county and beyond i'm your host miss Allenette, and this show is part of the allen network and it's time for the all things 805 community calendar of events just a few things going on in ventura county that you might want to get involved with Oxnard's Department of Recreation and Community Services is offering the Great Oxnard Campout Saturday, April 23rd and Sunday, April 24th. If you would like to learn about the camping experience and if you've never been camping before, you can join Oxnard Rec for a free family campout to learn the ropes of camping and experience all the fun of being in the outdoors. There will be some camping equipment available on a first-come, first-served basis. The Great Oxnard Campout is Saturday, April 23rd through Sunday, April 24th at College Park in the city of Oxnard. If you would like to register, there's a link in the bio on their Instagram page, at Oxnard Rec. Get Loud Movement, along with Oxnard Performing Arts Center, present the Social Justice Arts and Film Festival. That is April 23rd, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. at the Oxnard Performing Arts Center. There'll be speakers, filmmakers, vendors, workshops, performers, open mics, and artists. You must register to attend the event, and you can do so at eventbrite.com. Just search Get Loud Art Fest. And we are still looking for teams, volunteers, sponsors, and more for Sleep Out Oxnard to help the homeless. That will be August 6th through 7th at Oxnard High School. This is a 24-hour event where we're asking our participants to sleep out Oxnard, sleep outside, 
to stand in solidarity with our houseless community. If you need more information about this event, you can go to sleepoutventuracounty.org. If you are a working parent in need of something affordable and fun for your kids to get involved with during the summer months, Oxnard Recreation presents Camp Serendipity. It's a summer day camp from June 20th through August 12th, Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. for ages 5 to 12. The location is at College Park and registrations will open on May 16th. You may register online at oxnard.org forward slash recreation or call 805-385-7995 for more information. And Bomb Life Ventura County and Switch Car Club invite you to the Channel Islands High School Car Show Fundraiser. That's Sunday, April 24th at Channel Islands High School from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Admission is free for the public and all makes and models are welcome. If you need more information, check that out on our Instagram page at all.things.805. Also, it's happening right now. Prancer's Easter Village in Ventura is now through April 24th. For more information, you can check it out on at Prancer's Farm on Instagram or go to prancersfarm.com and keep it here to all things 805 because we actually have a chance for you to win a family four pack of tickets to check out Easter's Village in the city of Ventura with Prancer's Farms. So keep it right here to All Things 805 for your chance to win that family four-pack of tickets to Easter's Village with Prancer's Farms. And if you would like your event mentioned on All Things 805, please send an email to my producer, Nancy Rodriguez, at allthings805radio at gmail.com or feel free to DM me on our Instagram page all.things.805. And up next is the 805 Artist Spotlight on Mike Bless. Keep it right here. Yeah, well, in studio with Mike Bless, and he came to drop me my, um, my official merch from his current album that just dropped. So tell us all about the current project that just dropped. Mike Bless still making music for the 805, you know. Yeah, that's the, and when you say it that way, that that kind of brings it in exactly accurately because it's called Till the End. Mm-hmm. And I was saying it before, like, you know, I think when you know, there's like this ages ageism in hip hop, totally right? ageism. You know what I mean? Yeah. So as you get older, and I was actually having a conversation with Wild Child about this because. You know him being one of the elder statesmen for and the his 805. his project dropped just last, dropped. Yeah, you yeah. know, and we were talking, and I'm like, man, that's so dope um, that you're dropping your project um, because we need that. We need, you know, some of the older artists to be dropping their dropping new music, fresh music, because that's that's what it's about. You know what I yeah. mean? We need it here from different from different sides of the culture. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Different so, perspectives. Different perspectives. You know, I mean, it can't just be the same thing. So. That's that's what I was we was talking about that and in um so for me the album's to the end and it was just kind of like when I when I start to think about making music or not making music or whatever and you you just realize like man you know I'm a lifer like this is not something you don't like when you're talking about the culture of hip hop it's yeah. not something that you kind of like 
like retire from or something. Yeah, you don't just get to like dibble and dabble in hip hop for a little bit and then dip out. That's not what you get to do. It's like it's a lifestyle. People really don't understand how much of a lifestyle hip hop is. Facts. And I even talking to like some of the OGs, like the you know some of my uh, hip hop heroes, like like the beat nuts or like psycho less and, and, and hearing, you know, how, how he, how he is involved in the culture. And, and that's where it kind of took me in my, in my mind. Like, you know, as I'm getting older, I'm like, okay, well, yeah, man, it's just till the end. You know what I mean? So maybe you don't, not as active as far as like with the, um, as many projects, yeah. but you do have one project a year or, or you're contributing in other ways or you're in the community, you're out, you're active. Um, because like I said, it's a lifestyle. It's, it's just a part of who you are. And um, at this time, you know, it's till the end. Yeah. You feel me? And so that's kind of what the album was and a good way that my friend put it. And I think he kind of like really pinpointed what it was. He's like, this album, I hear more of Jesse Vasquez mm. than I hear of Mike Bless. Mm. He's on that's I'm saying that's real. Like not even like, it's not a diss or it's not like saying anything like this, this, album is like a little more personal or you're you're coming at it a little bit differently in in a good way you know what i'm saying so so i think that's kind of the best way to put it where i'm kind of like putting out records that are more personal but dope it's not just like we're just you know you know you're just talking about some life stuff everything has has a purpose and a meaning to it and uh so yeah like the song thank you that that you um debuted for me yeah if you guys don't know like i was one of the first actually i was the first to play play to play a record off of that project that he just dropped till the end because i hounded him (laughs) again again you ran into my cousin too in mexico that's that's right right. i ran into mike bless's cousin in rosarito beach random random I just said. How does that happen? I don't know how that happens. I That's just, crazy. I just said, hey, you know, we were sitting there and he said, um, you know where he's from? And I said, where I'm from? He's like, oh, you're from Oxnard. And I said, yes. He's like, you might know my cousin. And he said, Mike Bless, he's a rapper. I was like, yeah, that's a homie. Take a picture of me and send yeah. it to him. He'll trip out. You I know? think it was like 11 p.m. random. Yeah. I don't even know what night. I think it was like a Thursday. Was and so I got a picture of Alanette and my cousin <laughs> in Mexico. And I'm like, how the hell? It rolled so, the rhythm beach. Yeah, yeah, crazy. Just, yeah. Dope. So then after that, I was like, yo, uh, well, so what's coming? Like, what's yeah. popping? And then your project was coming. So you gave me the single one, you know, that record. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. And let's go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, that, and that's what it's about. You know what I mean? Like, I think we hadn't talked for a while. So we had we had a good conversation. We had, we had uh, a lot to catch up on as it was, too, mm-hmm. man. And, um, you know, and I appreciate you. Uh, you know, I think at this point we're friends, you know. Yeah. And so it's just cool to come and, and, and have friends at it that's that's putting it down and putting on for the culture and doing the things you're doing, the amazing things you're doing. Um, you know, so I'm grateful, man, for real. Well, I'm just grateful for you to be yeah, here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, because some of, some of our friends didn't make it, man. Yeah, that's facts. It's not, it's not a game. We're, we're starting ageism. Is, yeah, it yeah. is real. You know, yeah. we getting up there. I just appreciate the fact that I'm able to still be here, still be making moves with my friends that mm-hmm. are, you know, yeah. like still out here. So like one of the things too is like <laughs> when you're speaking of like, you know, being an elder statesman in hip hop or like with an our elder statesman. You know is that saying? the thing? Yeah. An I'm elder you, statesman in, in hip hop or like, you know, it, it just became <laughs> one thing to the next. Like, I didn't. I didn't put it on myself. You know yeah. what I mean. Next thing you know, we're like, "What's up, OG?" Like, what? 
Whoa. Okay, I guess. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, <laughs> but um, you know, I step into the shoes, you know what I mean? It's fine. Like, I, I'm aware of who I am, you know. And the thing now, or when you have certain contacts or you've been in the game, you have certain knowledge and certain, uh, you know, you, you, you're you able to help people out more, right? Yeah. And and I, a lot of people kind of, you know, pull, pull the ladder out behind them, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and now is more of a time to, like, start putting the ladder down and helping people do what they need to do. You know what I mean? And so that's kind of like, I, I want to focus a little bit more on that yeah. what, as time permits or whatever. And that's why it's dope to see like people like yourself or like, or like Mambo now, uh-huh. you know, Enrico Mambo when they were doing their thing. And, and I can name a, a bunch of cats that's that, that just help out or just want to like see people win, especially as far as the eight of five is concerned. You know, if we all kind of helped each other out, we all kind of made those, those backdoor calls and say, yo, I, I need help with this or yo, I need help with that. And like, you, you could trade information and do that. Um, we could all, you know, kind of get to the same place we're yeah, trying to go. You know? I think it's very valuable um, for me just like to be able to make those calls and sometimes just to stand back and and look at the network of the Allen network of people that I have built that will come out and rock with me when mm-hmm. I need them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like it's an incredible group of people out there that I'm ready to just do what I can to take to the next level mm-hmm. so that we can reach back and help as many people from the 805 as possible. Exactly. Because it's yeah. our time. Yeah. Because this small little diamond in the rough that people are the now, they, they do, they see it now, you know, and they're trying to come and get it. Yeah. You know, but we yeah. got to fight, man. We can't yeah. let the justification happen over there here. Come on, man. It's you the, need to move to see me valley on this, bro. Hey. <laughs> you know, but, you know, the the crazy thing, though, too, is speaking about that. Like, yeah, I, I move to that end of the 805, but. I'm able to establish something there as far yeah. as like us doing the hip hop shows right. there. Mm-hmm. And then now we got gutted and now we're bringing out, you know, Alan Ed's pulling up and <laughs> we're giving, we're giving uh, but we're also in giving opportunity yeah, yeah. in the old school truck, just <laughs> representing on us, but we're able to open up the doors over there and actually the even, east end of exactly the county, yeah. at the East end of the County and then bringing in the eight one eight to connect with us. And so, um, I'm I'm proud to be able to do that. Even I had my record release party in Lompoc mm-hmm. and bringing up, you know, acts from Oxnard or Bakersfield. Central Coast, You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so it's just about connecting. Like if we have if we have those spots and those locations that we're able to do uh, do our thing at and then bring other artists in, you know, and I've, I've had talks with like the Get Down crew yeah. to try to see if they, they want to come up and just open these doors. Um, not even for nothing for me, you know what I mean? Just mm-hmm. like, hey, I got this location, man. I think it'd be cool if you guys come up here and do your thing, you know right. what I mean? And it's just open for y'all. And so I think we need more of that, you know what I mean? But people do what they can. and Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's just about each one reach one, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So old school rules, man. Well, all right. Well, all right. <laughs> if you ever see Mike on stage, <laughs> Mike Bless has got this thing. He'll be like, well, all right. Well, that's and thing. he's like very smiley about it. Say hip hop. Well, all right. Yeah, because <laughs> man, that's just the energy, man. That's yeah. just the energy. It's just so dope, man. Like, and I think that started when I was like, what, speaking of that, mm-hmm. I think that started when I was on the world tour with yeah. Dina's, yeah. and we're doing sold out like theaters. And you started getting size, that that feeling, that energy, yeah. that energy. Yeah. And whenever that energy like is matched, you probably feel that yeah. moment. Like exactly. Well, all right. Oh, all right. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. yeah I like yeah. that. That's and watching them dudes too, like watching how, how they're, how they're operating and 
putting in work. You only get good at doing live by doing live, yeah, right? So yeah. you got to keep going and going and going until you get to a point. But, yeah, no, that was funny that you mentioned that because that's, you know, because <laughs> yeah. you know me. You know what I, mean? I do, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and your smile and, like, how you, <laughs> you know, like you vibe on stage and just, like, that feeling of that good energy, you know? Like, yeah. that's that's what true hip-hop is. It's just this vibe that people have for music and community and being together and hearing good music and what it makes you feel and how it makes you groove and how it makes you unite and how you become one, you know, with everyone around you, you know, yep. from a beat and the guy that's with it. a microphone, you that's know, that's it. You, you broke it down. You broke it down. <laughs> that's it, man. That's, that's exactly what it is. No, no, you know, no color barriers. No, no, yep. a, you know, at this point we're breaking the ages, age barriers. You know, yeah. you got, you got, you know, OG still putting out great music. So, yeah, that's what yeah, and is, there's a know. nice little community of some young folks that are putting on for the 805 Facts. right now. I'm Facts. like, yo, like, that was dope. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, I, and I always try to take the time. Like, if they give me their ear, you know what I mean, mm -hmm. then, I'll, then I'll definitely come and say, like, yo, bro, like, keep doing what you're doing. And, you know, I don't think it's all the time they get to talk to people like that's been doing it before or whatever, yeah. or they think maybe we're not going to show love like that. And it's like, nah, bro, like, you guys are the – you guys are the arteries yeah. that's keeping it alive and you guys are pushing it forward. So I have nothing but love for anybody that's putting, putting it out and, or promoting and all these, all these uh, up and coming cats or, you know, promotions that are putting on for the five man. And um, it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. However, however we work it, you know what I mean? A surprise guest in Let's studio. Live. Mike bless. I'm just grateful for you for, you know, taking the time out to hand deliver my merchandise that I purchased from Mike Bliss. But I know that you're you're working to put on a couple of other shows. Matter of fact, yeah. Just, yeah, tell, tell us about the shows that you're doing in Simi Valley. And, yeah. and shout out uh, Rock and Roll Pizza Rock and the and fam roll pizza over there, bar. Man, At Rock and Roll Pizza Bar, Simi Valley. Um, so we started putting on shows there. They asked me to... You know, to be their hip hop promoter, and um, I'm honored. No, to not be able to even. Do it. That's not what they said. <laughs> okay, go that's ahead. not what they said. What I remember said. you told me yeah. the story, and he said, "Let's bring hip hop back to see me." That's Valley. true. Well, that's, that's what he said when they when they asked me to do it. <laughs> I realized it was an opportunity to bring hip hop back to see me Valley and to the east side of the 805. You're right, and thank you for correcting me because that's true, and and that's important. It's important, yeah, because um, you know, hip hop hasn't been happening over there like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. it has, there hasn't been anything out there. So, like you said, I'm we're starting to bring it back. So we're doing like quarterlies there. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. So like every three months. The last two, and and, and kind of touching on what you were saying earlier about you know people getting together and rocking when it was rocking with me. Like that's how it's been there. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think that's what um the staff there have been appreciating is that we're bringing hip hop back, but not only that, it's being good vibes. Yeah. And people are there to rock and people are there to have fun and enjoy themselves. And that's a beautiful thing. And see like turntablism. Yes. To see like what an MC is, somebody who can move the crowd with the use of their voice. You know, like I, um, what was the, the cat? Um, what's his name? Oh shoot! There was a couple there. Oh, like, like uh, man, there was some dope folks there. The, the dude up, from I, Fresno. Yeah, yeah, uh, Wicks. 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 Shout out to Wicks. Man, <laughs> yo, yeah. Iron Lungs, yeah, Mister yeah, Iron yeah, Lungs, yeah. for real. Yep. Like there was some killing it. Bonnie Blue. Well, Bonnie killed um, it. So yeah, you know, and to be able to bring those artists out, like these are like special gems to me that mm -hmm. I'm able to bring out and then, like and like show people, like yeah, and I'm so proud. Like yeah, look at. 
This is dope because you get to go, you get to pick them. Like you get to go, yeah, oh, I know this person. I know that person. I know. uh, And you get to like create a space. Yeah. All gems. You know what I'm saying? Like. Yeah. Diamonds. Diamonds. In June or July, we're trying to lock the date down. Uh, For the next one, we're trying to keep it different. It's always different. So we're bringing in ASR. Uh ASR Entertainment, if you don't know. Legendary, uh, you know, promotional company. Shout out to Slimer. In, in conjunction with myself and um and uh, gutted cigar, which I'm a part of gutted cigar, of course, mm-hmm. and um bringing it together to bring back the 805 beatdown, uh, you know what I mean, and, yeah. and launch it there, launch it there in Simi Valley as the launch, and then and then um and then we'll bring something special back to this area here in Ventura Oxnard, mm-hmm. but we're gonna do a, a relaunch of the 805 beatdown should be June or July, and there's gonna be like special guest judges and oh, special yeah. guest DJs. Go so it's going to go down. It's going to go down. So we're trying some to make some announcements. folks are going to make some appearances. Yes. yes. So we're trying to make some big announcements soon. Um, we're still early, you know what yeah. I mean? April, May. So we got a couple months, but um, things are in the works and, and we can't wait to bring something back. And every show, like I said, has been something bigger and something different. And this is a brand new venue. That's what people got to know. Like every time we bring people to this venue, and they see, and they're like, okay, we get it. Great sound system, yeah. a great stage, um, intimate mm-hmm. location yeah. where you can just stand around, have some pizza and some beers, and, like, check yeah. out a dope show. It's a blessing to have Mike Bless in studio right now. Um, make sure you go get that album. Till the end. Til Microphoneblessed.com, or just look it up, Mike Bless, M-I-C-B-L-E-S. To the end, okay. it's gonna pop up. Appreciate you guys. Everyone's been messaging me or showing love about the album. It's 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 great. I appreciate it, and it, you know, it's 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 inspirational. Keep keep it rocking, and thank you guys <laughs> for tuning in for reals. And thanks yeah. for having me. This is impromptu. We didn't come to get on the air today. We just came through. You want to get on the air? I'm like, hey, whatever you want to do, let's do it. We need you. We need you, Alanette. We need oh. you. So I appreciate that. I, I appreciate you, like keeping it going, keeping it rocking for the community because look it, yeah. we need the Allen Network. You know hey, what I mean? Let's go. Thank you. Let's go. Thank you. What were you talking about? The age, the, what was it called? The ageism? No, yeah, not the age, but you called us a, uh, the Regency or like some oh, kind of age group. Oh, uh, uh, what did no, you call so us? Now, now, now I'm going back to helping okay, try to make on, you remember something. A, uh, hold on. Elder Statesman. The Elder Statesman, right? I'm just an auntie now. <laughs> I'm that crazy yeah. ass auntie in the club yeah, now, yeah, you know, yeah, supporting yeah. my Don't young people. Don't call me unk. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Mike Bless, for sitting in on the Allen Network. I appreciate you. Yeah. It's all things 805. I'm your host, Miss Alanette. We're connecting community, culture, and climate of Ventura County and beyond. And I'd like to say thank you very much for listening to the show today. And I have something for you if you are listening and you would like to enter to win a family four-pack of tickets to Prancer's Farms Easter Village in the city of Ventura right off of Johnson Drive. You can see the village right from the freeway. It's super, super cute and super fun for you and the kids to get involved with for spring and Easter. It's going on now through April 24th. Lots of activities for the kids to get involved with in celebration of spring and Easter. I've had Prancer's Farm on the show before. It was a very interesting story about a family that was raised in agriculture and has found their way back into the California Ventura County agriculture 
community. So they decided to put together a village with a petting zoo and all kinds of fun things for you to do. And they agreed to give me a family four pack of tickets to give away to my listeners of all things 805. So go to our Instagram page all.things.805 and look for the Prancer's Easter Village graphic to find out how you can win a family four pack of tickets. Thank you so much to Prancer's Farms. Also, thank you to my guests, Dan Perez of GI Security and Flower Fest and featured in the All Things 805, Artist Spotlight, Mike Bless. And before I go, I definitely want to play a record from his new album, Till the End. And that's what I'll actually end on today on All Things 805, connecting community, climate, and culture of Ventura County. I'm your host, Miss Alanette, and I'll leave you with Mike Bless from his new album, Till the End. This is entitled, It's All Over, on All Things 805, part of the Allen Network. Yeah. Back to where it all started Scriptures written like the pictures Fitting in collages Lost children wrote descriptions With the manuscript Once in a million chances Iris in these ambulances Streets of cancer Hustling looking for better answers Glancing from these porches Tapping glasses Thinking many mansions Life or death We never dreamt it from the cement Bleeding on these papers Lines searching for the meaning Represent before the sign Now on the come ups How we brought up Street piranhas Taught us Have them hanging like pinatas From sunny days of darkness Fog up on the left Still thanking God when I take another breath uh. From the pavement out the ox, we should have never made it. Pressure turns the diamonds out the mud, it's how we elevated. Too many years I'm on the grind, it'll never end. Hard in the beginning, but I do it all again. Game I'm never running from, grinding till the sun comes. Got so many days, say your prayers to my loved ones. On the come up from the sun up to the morning. Peace to the culture from my side of California. No more nights of cold, the mice is in these roaches. So we stay toast until my last days on the notice. In the moment, never knew what we were going to do Until it's over, the struggle is simply beautiful From the legacy, my origin recordage Reporting for my people overseas, the dreams of world touring And it was season after season, we were never eating Until the words I spit were spoken in graffiti